0: Welcome to Fortune Favors the Fans. We are back after a week nine hiatus. Life kind of got in the way, but the college football betting podcast for the Fans First Sports Network could not be held down for long. As always, I am your host, Macon, joined by my friend Chris. Chris, we're going to recap kind of two weeks in one here, but you know how, how has it been since we last talked?
1: I I mean, I didn't make any bets last week because I just had an insane work schedule. Like, I was working through the weekend. Um, But I'm, like, mostly shocked that USC has just fallen this far from grace. Like, I don't really – like, we have them. We're talking about them in in our Power 5 this week, and we'll talk about it more later in the show. But, like, I don't even know how to approach them anymore because it's just, like, they are just – their defense is so bad. And Caleb Williams was, like, pulling that whole team together, and he has been really bad the last three weeks. So, like – that's my biggest question going into to this week. Um, in terms of bad beats, yeah. I mean, like, it was two weeks ago. It doesn't even matter at this point because it feels like it's so far away. But it was a bad week for me the last week we talked. Um, what about you?
0: You know, it's, it's funny. I actually – I bet what I say on the podcast. Like, that's my rule. If I Same. say it here, I take it. But I will usually reserve bets that I think are a bit riskier or – just want games I didn't really like the spread on or things like that and bet those as well just kind of you know for fun add a little extra flavor to the week and I actually two weeks ago had my best week ever on those bets um pretty yeah. much all of them hit so I did really really well it started off great with the I think it was rice over Tulsa and then JMU uh and what was a defensive war against Marshall last week uh, was a much more down-to-earth kind of week um uh, I'm doing really well chasing late, these late night games. I was up God, 2 a.m. Hawaii, uh, Central Time watching Hawaii on whatever stupid <laughs> app that was. I actually was able to find a stream for it as they got their ass handed to them by San Jose State, which kind of mm-hmm. saved my week. Um, you know, I, I'm starting to be convinced that betting against Hawaii works way too often so that may be my my piece of advice for all faithful you're having a bad week look for the hawaii late night chase because they suck out loud and the spreads are never accounting for it because nobody can watch you can't watch those games it was on one app that primarily shows hawaii high school football and volleyball that was like their primary (laughs) streaming function that was the only way you could watch it in the continental u.s so kind of wild uh But this week, we're back. It's week 10. We're going to be betting full force with our usual three off the radar, our prop bets, and our big games of the week out of the Power 5. Let's get right into the three off the radar games. Chris. We got some good games that we're not going to talk about in the Power 5 this week. So I wouldn't necessarily call, I'm guessing, at least all the ones we're going to be talking about here truly, quote-unquote, off the radar. But there are some good games out there, some really tasty spreads. What's your first one?
1: So I only have two this week off the radar because one of them we decided to use for our Power 5 last last minute, so I'm going to save that. But I have my first one. Both of mine are Mountain West, so I might as well just put both of them here. Um, Colorado State is at Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming is favored by seven points. To me, Wyoming, I mean, we've talked about them a lot on this podcast. I feel like I throw them in an, an uh, under the radar spread every week, but it's because I think they are a much better team than a seven-point favorite against a very bad Colorado State team. Again, I think this is the situation where we talked about this two weeks ago. Vegas is giving a lot of favor to Colorado State because of that one game they played well against a what is – been proven the past couple weeks to be a not very good Colorado team they're probably going to Colorado's probably going to finish around 500 if not above it Colorado State is much worse but because they had that big game that was like the game of the week they had this insane ratings that Vegas is giving them a lot of credit Wyoming yes they are a boring offense they are probably going to win this game by barely over a touchdown but I do think that they cover the spread so I like Wyoming minus seven
0: we, I like to give these Mountain West picks because I think that you know somebody should. It is one of the more exciting races in football right now. I don't have one this week. I do have a prop bet out of the Mountain West. Nice. I, I, I've watched enough Wyoming football to play. They are a deceptively tough-to-beat team, and Colorado State just isn't good, so I think that's a great pick. Uh, my first one, and this is not remotely an off-the-radar game, but we're not using it for our Big 12 game of the week, and that would be the Bedlam, Oklahoma State, versus Oklahoma that spread I think opened around five five and a half it's now at six mm-hmm. points in favor of the Sooners I got Oklahoma State plus six look OU's reeling you guys gotta imagine losing to Kansas without Dan. that was
1: wild last week
0: that that's a tough yeah. loss to get like your head around if you're a Sooner fan and I will put full disclosure this is the most one-sided major rivalry in all of sports and if you I think I'm wrong. Look at the numbers. Mike Gundy has beaten OU, I believe it's three or four times. He owns something like 30% of the all-time wins for Oklahoma State in this series. This is as one-sided as any major rivalry has ever been. OU owns Oklahoma State, but I think Oklahoma State has found a little momentum. I think they found a little bit of an identity, and I think their six points, I think they will beat Oklahoma. I think OU is going to, now that after that loss to Kansas kind of knocked knocked some, uh, some sense into, I think, the nation, that OU team is vulnerable, it's deeply flawed. I think Oklahoma State can exploit it. I think they continue to ride the momentum train, uh, but we'll find out. It's not our game of the week, but it is by no means off the radar because it has massive implications in the Big 12 title race. We just have a game that's bigger that we're going to talk about down the line that may decide the big 12 title race. Chris, you got one more for us since we dumped, I believe I know what game you're talking about that we threw in at the last minute. What's yeah. your last one here?
1: Um, and real quick. I mean, I, I like that one too, by the way, it, it caught my eye um, They're in still water too. So Fresno state has yet to let me down for the late night chase. We keep talking about the late night chase the past couple of weeks, because a lot of these games have been so unpredictable. And I feel like with our records, especially in the power five, me and you have been like kind of trending downhill. So the late night chase has been kind of saving us uh, Fresno state they did it they helped me last week so like i said i was working so i didn't really get my chance to get all my bets in but i did get done with work saturday just before fresno state put some money on them uh a lot to try and like kind of put, go all in on on that one game they did me right again they 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 cover they covered the spread uh fresno state versus boise at boise state they're uh fresno state's a 3 a 3 point favorite again fresno state is the best team in the in the mountain west boise is Boise, they've been they're historically a good program but they are not a good football team this year. Fresno State is going to go into that stadium uh on that blue field and they're going to whoop their ass by two touchdowns or more. Um so uh, late night chase for all you folks, that's that's a good one. I see a lot of value there if you're not doing well throughout the day.
0: Look, I have got I was never a big late night chase guy, but I've been starting to do it this year and I got to say the, yeah. they the they high risk, high reward, but I think we our best success rate has been the late night chase picks. So, you know, I'm I'm just saying, guys, we're batting like a thousand on those picks. Yeah. Uh Fresno State, great team. Boise State is getting a little bit of a boost after they took care of business against Wyoming. Surprising, a very surprising outcome in that game. Fresno State, I like that pick a lot. And the,
1: the late night chase is always—it's always a mountain a Mountain West game and or a Pac twelve game, and Pac twelve is just too unpredictable to put all your cards into a late night chase on Pac twelve. So Mountain West is usually kind of the route to go. Heads up.
0: Well, and the other benefit you get with the Mountain West, on top of that, is like nobody's watching these games, so exactly you got to think Vegas is kind of winging some of these spreads, and it's felt like that. Um, then again, Boise State was a. I think it was a five-point favorite over Wyoming, and they took yeah. their business. So maybe they do know something. But Fresno State is a great team, and I don't think Boise State finds magic twice. That's not a good football team this year. Great program. Got a lot of respect for them. Not good this year. I've got two here. Notre Dame-Clemson is my next one. Uh, this is a, again, it would have been a massive game on other circumstances, and it's not off the radar by any means because of the, the nature of these two programs. Notre Dame's a three-point favorite in this game. Look, I know... They, they've kind of fallen out of the national title hunt. And I know they're not necessarily as good as maybe anybody had hoped, especially after um, that loss to Louisville kind of shocked everybody. But look, this is a team that was a play away from beating Ohio State, who I think we can all agree is probably top five team in the country, if not top three. And Louisville is playing damn good football lately. And, and to lose that game, um, I think, you know, Louisville has that... The, the, just the pit special. They're going to ruin somebody's year every season. Um, but, you know, they kept, they responded by pounding on Duke. So, like, that is that is a good football team they lost to. They got two losses, good football team. Clemson's not a good football team. You know, Clemson's got some bad juju. I, I call it the Dabo Sweeney effect because that guy's such a douche. He <laughs> just can't. I mean, he's just been such an asshole since the NIL stuff has come to play. So, give me Notre Dame minus three. I, 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 I think that's a crazy low spread. I think they take care of business. This next one, I think, is bonkers low and it's only because you know Matt Rule very quietly having some fun in Nebraska you know he's having a better I think I've seen somebody's been keeping track of like the win-loss records by, for each coaches Matt Rule's having a deceptively good season folks I mean considering the mess he's inherited he's a game from bowl eligibility they're five and three in this game and their losses I mean the Colorado Minnesota losses is staying and the Michigan blood is, is a black eye but look like would anybody think Nebraska would have gotten to five wins if you had told me, if you had told anybody, even just looking at how weak their schedule is? Of course not, because that program was a dumpster fire. They're a three-point favorite over one of the worst Michigan State teams in generations. Give me Nebraska all day. I'm Corn Husker. Uh, you know, I'm not rooting for Nebraska. I'm not a Nebraska fan but I got to say it is kind of funny to see that program get a little bit of a spark and it may be good for college football to have a new competitor in the big 10 to kind of shake things up a bit out there. Yeah. So I think they win handily. All righty. Our next segment, these are prop bets and I will give the the usual disclosure. This also includes over unders, which is fitting because all of my picks this week for this section are over unders, uh, (laughs) In fact, spoiler, they're all under. I took three straight under picks. So you guys will find out what we're talking about. But this can also include traditional prop bets. If you're looking for a good place to find college football prop bets, DraftKings is the best I've seen. Um, I highly recommend looking there. I'm sure you can find them other places, but DraftKings has, at least as far as I can tell, probably the most built out, um, over unders for the college football fan and our excuse me prop bet, and then of course, you got your traditional over unders. Chris, I'll let you run first though. What's your first one in this section?
1: Um, uh, my first one, UCLA versus Arizona. Um, the over fifty-one and 51 and a half. Um, I bring in the numbers every week on this podcast, so I'm going to do it again for this one. UCLA is averaging 30.8 points a game. Uh, Arizona's averaging 31.2 points a game. UCLA's only low scoring game all season was against Utah, and we know how good Utah's defense is. Arizona's defense is nowhere near what Utah's is. Utah's is definitely the best defense in all the Pac 12. Uh, Arizona has literally had no low scoring games. This over under is way too low. And if you have been paying attention to Pac 12 football, you probably saw that and you need to take advantage of it. This game is going to go over. Both these defenses are very mid. Both offenses are very high scoring. Take advantage of that over, over 51 and a half all day. And it's also the it's the, one of the last games of the day. It's, it's a seven o'clock um, on the West Coast game.
0: I also like that pick, besides the fact I think you're right, is because you know very deceptive kind of season for Arizona. Mm -hmm. A lot of near misses, but now they're on the board and they're playing good football. And I think that over under assumes that Arizona is like worse than they've been the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. My first under pick and you got to do it. Iowa Northwestern. It opened under 30. (laughs) It's now at 30 and a half hammer the under hammer it. These are the shittiest offenses in college football. The only way this gets away from you is if you believe Iowa's offense can find a pulse and score 30 points by themselves. It isn't going to happen. This is going to be a 17 to nothing. win. take I was the under. Say, do you think this
1: is like a one touchdown seven to zero game or
0: something? Oh like yeah, this just, yeah. This is just, this is going to be about as uh, the worst football game of the year. I'm calling it <laughs> now is going to be this one. Take the under ladies and gentlemen. And, if I'm wrong, I'll own it. But at the same time, we've all watched Iowa football letting their uh, let firing your son, but not during the year, but after it. This is just mm-hmm. gonna be a disaster waiting to happen. Thirteen to nothing, fifteen to nothing, something stupid, but it, it, it is not gonna get over thirty. Take the under.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it uh, we've been talked about. We talked about I, I screwed me over on an over under several times this season. So, all right, so my next one is uh this is a prop bet. I found one. It was hard to find, but I did find one that that intrigued me. Purdue versus Michigan. I mean, Michigan's obviously a heavy favorite. I think they're 28 and a half point favorite um uh, in this game, but um one prop bet I kind of had to search through to find was JJ McCarthy at least one touchdown this game was plus 120. I I don't I'm not sure maybe I need to look in more to it but uh uh, that seems like an easy bet to win um especially because Michigan's offense scores a lot so yeah that's what I got the only prop bet I have all all, all, all episode
0: I think you know the the there is I've noticed with some of these props it's kind of random how they handle uh certain players especially quarterbacks yeah i think it's because they don't do what the nfl does yet we're like there is not props available for every quarterback Mm -hmm. when there aren't props available for like every yardage total so you get some dumb ones and i think that that kind of speaks to that if it doesn't hit would be a shocker to say the least
1: and this was any touchdown it wasn't just passing touchdown it was any touchdown running like anything
0: yeah, I, I've seen some weird ones. I've seen a lot of quarterback touchdown totals like at one, one and a half. Um, yeah. I will say the times I've been most confident about those those prop picks have been when they haven't hit. So sometimes they just know something, but I, I think that's about as safe as you can get. Uh, my next under pick, Air Force versus Army. Now, it takes a lot yeah. to be considered worse than Iowa offensively. So this is not the lowest over-under of the week um but two service academies going head to head I don't believe I have not at least to my knowledge I think Air Force's starting quarterback is still out this week uh I think he may be done for the year I haven't double checked that Air Force to me is one of the best teams in the nation they have made a case to be in the new year six they've comfortably taken care of business most weeks um their real only challenge on the year was a uh, Wyoming Wyoming Push them down to the limit, but otherwise they've basically been in kind of cruise control. Even Navy it was an eleven-point game, but Air Force just kind of took care of business, and they've been very quietly going about their business. Army's not having a good year. Um, I've got the under on this one. I think Air Force is liable to win this game, similar to how they beat Navy twenty to 6, 20 to three. You know, I, I think that's what we're talking about. It's two service academies. It feels safe to assume the under. And that I, you take the under on the service academies until you've got a reason not to, and we still haven't really gotten one from them to take it, especially if I'm right and Air Force's quarterback is still out. Um, they're better than Army by a wide degree, so I just don't think Army can really score in this game. And 31 and a half feels like a lot for these two teams and how they play football. I'm taking the under.
1: I never thought I would see Air Force Academy ranked in the top twenty-five in my life, but here they are, number twenty-five, eight and zero. I will say one thing about Air Force that's interesting about their schedule is they don't play Fresno State this year in any of their game in, in their schedule. So the first time that they would see them would be in the Mountain West Championship game if that happens. So look out for that. That's going to be very interesting. But yeah, Air Force ranked is crazy. Uh, my last one is um, another Mountain West one: uh, Utah State versus San Diego State the over/unders at 57 and a half that is just absurd um that's a pretty average um over under for a college football game uh but for these two matchup that doesn't make any sense san diego state's offense is just absolutely piss poor um they scored six points last week against nevada and nevada sucks um utah state will win this game easily um they'll probably score in the 20s and then san diego state will I would think have trouble breaking um, double digits, but this will, this will go under 57 and a half. So I would, uh, yeah, that that's, that's my last one.
0: Yeah. I, I, I have nothing but hard feelings for San Diego state. Um, They, they, I, I they won for me, but on that late night chase with Hawaii, that yeah. was one of the shittiest displays of offensive footballs. So I, I have personally been forced to watch because I don't watch Iowa football ever, if I can help it. So I'm not used to watching just, just, complete offensive competence i don't know what's happened to san diego state i don't know how you suddenly go from being what is a pretty solid football program to being like incapable of moving the ball forward they are that bad offensively um unless you think utah state's scoring 40 in this one which san diego state's pretty good defensively for what it's worth they are just so bad offensively it's it's hard to watch so unless you really think utah state's running away with this one in a massive way take the under I just and, don't think
1: that they have it in them like I mean it's just like 40 points like Utah State's Utah State's better than San Diego State but just not not that much better you no know? It,
0: it, yeah. it it becomes a thing of degrees and it's just like they could win yeah. big and not touch that spread just because they won't get any help uh, my last under James Mad- Madison Georgia State it, it may, sh- they're not listed on the official statistics in the NCAA because the NCAA is incompetent, terrible, and awful in any way. They're also banned from bowl eligibility because the NCAA is incompetent, awful, and terrible in every conceivable way. But James Madison is, for those of you, they've, they've only been on ESPN once, which was a couple of weeks ago against Marshall. Um, I talked about it at the top of the show so you may not know this about James Madison, but they are easily statistically the best defense in the nation and, and a lot of categories, specifically sacks, pressure rate, um, just ability to get to the quarterback. It's absurd what they've done from a sack perspective. Um, to date, no opponents broken 40 points on them to date. They, they've played extremely good football they're not, I think, a shutout defense. But when it comes to getting to the quarterback, there is pretty much no defensive line better. Um, look, Georgia State's a good program this year. They're, it's going to be a pretty tight game, I bet. Um, and Georgia uh, State has had some moments where they flash some offensive prowess. But they're not exactly a world beater offensively, and they're playing up against a good James Madison um defensive line unit i'm taking the under on this one i'm not as confident about this one as i am the other ones but i watched james madison tear marshall apart and that was par for the course for what that d line's been doing i think they get to georgia state early and often i think that we see like a 31 you know 24 kind of or 31 um 20 kind of game where it's not low scoring and it's hot. It's a, It's going to be a game that's decided in the last few possessions. But it's a game James Madison wins and controls, I think, the outcome to the degree that it, it's just going to be hard for Georgia State to consistently sustain drives. Um, I could be wrong, though, right? Like, this is one I feel the least confident about. But I, I just – I was really impressed by James Madison defensively when I saw of them. I've watched a little bit about Georgia State, and I have some concerns about that offense, and specifically that offensive line. So we'll see how it goes and to be honest, you know, I watched one James Madison football game, and it was one of the weirdest defensive battles I'd ever seen. So I'm just going to assume it's going to happen again while I'm watching. That's my last one. Chris, I believe you have one more for us. Am I remembering that correctly?
1: No, that was that was all three of mine. Okay, so yeah. we
0: both got our three. All right, then it's time to take our ad break. When we come back, we will be talking about the Power 5 Pick'Em Contest. We'll update you guys where we stand from two weeks ago and we'll give you our five new picks, one out of each Power 5 conference. All of that and all the excitement about the contest, which is becoming a little bit one-sided after the break. All righty, we are back talking about our power five pickup contest to update you guys where we left off really this has become a bit of a, a chris show we're kind of waiting on the air. he's up six picks we both were five and five in terms of being together we finished both of us as a result we're two and three from two weeks ago um i'm sitting at 18 and 22 chris is at 24 and 16 he's got a firm command firm lead and considering our tendency to pick together we'll see if this week will shake that up let's start in the sec we got missouri versus georgia Georgia a 15 and a half point favorite as of when we set this line. I'm assuming that could go one way or the other. I haven't checked the the liveest odds. So we're going to be at 15 and a half is where we got them. Missouri is a good football team. Georgia starting to look a bit more like itself. Not quite as dominant as last year, but they're playing good football right now. And uh, I, I think... When we're talking about why this is, it's because they just blew out Florida. And and really, they blew out Florida-Kentucky, and that's weighing a lot into this favorite. So they're, they're looking more and more like themselves. Missouri, for its part, is having a good year. Uh, coming off of a big win over South Carolina, their lone loss to LSU, that kind of a surprising loss, all things considered. They're the only—I mean, they're the last competitor standing in the East. Fifteen and a half points. Who do you got here, Chris?
1: I so Mizzou surprised me this year. I don't really know a lot about their recruiting class or like what they did in the transfer portal, but like they're winning and they're winning like pretty convincingly and like they're beating some opponents that like I just didn't like expect at all. I mean, seven and one in the SEC is a pretty or three and one in the SEC and seven and one overall is a pretty damn good record. Georgia, I look last week to me was the exception not the rule georgia has been inconsistent all season they're not the powerhouse they were the past two seasons uh, i mean like mizzou they beat kentucky a very good kentucky team they beat LSU, or they lost LSU. sorry the memphis is a good team uh kansas state's a good team i mean like they're running through some competitive teams in the sec and and georgia feels like struggling except for last week so 15 and a half is such a big spread. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than we think it's going to be. I think it could be potentially a one touchdown game. So I kind of like Mizzou to cover 15 and a half. And and honestly, the only reason is because Vegas has given me these points. So why not just take them and see what happens?
0: Yeah, I have a similar mindset with this one. But my other thing is I just I look at the result and I'm like, Look, you know, the loss to LSU sucked, but otherwise, Missouri's played good football. Yeah. Now, I will say, I had the same line of thinking when Kentucky rolled into town against Georgia and got destroyed. So, I'm not pretending that this is a lock of the century or anything like that, but I I think that if there is a competitor left in the East, it is Missouri. And if, you know, if we're talking about what do I think is likely to happen— I think 15 and a half just feels aggressive and you know, I could easily be mistaken. If Georgia really is returned to form, we could be talking about a 20 point win for the Bulldogs easy, but Missouri's playing good football and I, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them a nod here. Give them 15 and a half. You're getting the points. Take it. Um, I think Georgia will win. I just think they win more like seven or 10. So that that's kind of where I'm at with that one as well. Same. Uh, our next one, the big Ten continues to be a bit of a snooze fest. Um, I mean, there's just no other way to put it. It's just, we we, we haven't had great options. I'm not going to hype this one up more than I have to. Penn State versus Maryland. Penn State's eight and a half point favorite. The only real question mark in this game is, what do you think of Penn State's offense to cover eight and a half points? Because they suck out loud offensively. Um, actually, like, hard to watch level out loud offensively. Maryland, I don't really know much about them. Not having a, a bad year, playing pretty well, but eight and a half points, Penn State's big lofty goals are kind of, you know, off in fairy dust land. They're gone. Who do you take it in this Big Ten kind of snooze fest? Uh,
1: I think Penn State can cover the spread. I'm not, you know, yeah, their offense is a little odd to say the least. But um, I don't know enough about Maryland. Um, They're two and three in the Big Ten conference, which we like you said, every week we have trouble finding a Big Ten game of the week. I think we kind of – I think we might have exhausted them. I think they were all kind of towards the middle of the season, um, at least until Michigan plays Ohio State. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm just going to – Penn State's a bigger uh, – the favorite. I think I'm just going to go with the favorite covering the spread.
0: Yeah, well, I I just – I don't want to dwell on the Big Ten too much we've been beating this horse all year it's a shitty conference it's not fun to watch the games aren't entertaining um really it's just um it's just kind of tough to really get excited about Big Ten football unless you really have
1: um unless you're a a fan unless you're from the uh, Midwest really unless
0: you're a fan like this there's no casual appeal anymore to Big Ten football and there's no more like oh this game's kind of fun to watch too it you're gonna watch Ohio State and Michigan play week to week and that's that's it that, that's yeah. it. That's all you're going to do out of that conference. And we don't want to put them on the show every time. And not to mention, they tend to get big spreads because everybody else is so bad. Mm-hmm. So sorry, guys, I wish we could help you out more, but the big Ten's a bad product. Big 12 time. And we had a lot of options out of the big 12 this year. Stacked
1: week in the big 12.
0: This is a huge week. You know, you got the Thursday night showing. If you want to go on the lower card, Uh, if you're looking to get into the game Thursday, you got tech TCU as a three point spread at the moment. Um, If you're looking for more of the traditional Saturday matchups, the big matchups, you had Kansas state versus Texas at four. I mentioned Bedlam at uh, uh, OU versus Oklahoma state. That's a five and a half. And we were looking at it now six point spread, but the one that has the biggest, the biggest title implications. This will eliminate one of these two teams. Bedlam is up there, too. I think Oklahoma State is actually in this group as well. But I I, I want to talk about two teams that you would not have expected to be there in at the beginning of the year based on how things were going. Kansas versus Iowa State. Iowa State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Farm. Uh, this isn't Farmageddon. I believe they call that when they play Kansas State. But it's still farm country. Screw it. Battle of the corn. I don't care. Uh, this is not a traditional rivalry two bottom dwellers of the big 12 Iowa state recovering nicely from its loss to Ohio and Iowa is suddenly viable um Kansas for its part is coming off of the huge upset of Oklahoma that was a shocker at home without Daniels who did not play being played and had one of the weirdest decisions to slide in the history of man on the goal line uh It was a massive win. It can't be understated how big this game is, and I want to talk about it because we're talking about Kansas football as a legitimate title contender. They are a top 25 team, ladies and gentlemen. You're not dreaming. Uh, I'm going to say this because I have watched a bit of Iowa State football. Kansas is going to win this game comfortably. Kansas will win this game comfortably. Iowa State has not beaten anybody worth a shit other than a reeling Oklahoma State team that was not playing good ball at the time. I mean, now Oklahoma State's kind of pulled it together, and that's where everyone's like, well, that win has meaning. It really doesn't. Oklahoma State was in the doldrums during that one, was still trying to figure it out. They won that game by seven. They Comparable to comparable. OU versus Iowa State, 50-20. to 20. I watched that game. It was not that close. OU crushed them. A 13-point a win over TCU doesn't do anything for me. Beating up on a bad Cincinnati team doesn't do anything for me. The best win of either team is Kansas. They're a road dog. And really, if Kansas hadn't had uh, that kind of letdown game against Texas, the first game without Daniels, I don't think the spread would be what it is. But I think the Jayhawks are right and high. And to be honest, I just think it's more fun if they win this game. I'd rather Kansas make the Big 12 title than Iowa State. Nothing personal to the Cyclones. I just think that's a better storyline. Give me KU plus two and a half.
1: I I guess we're in line all uh, all week this week too because I have the same thing. I don't know. I, I mean Iowa State's only favorite because they're home. I would assume, and maybe Vegas thinks that Jalen Daniels isn't start isn't going to play. But like, I mean, I just looked. I just looked it up, and it looks like he's been practicing and. It looks like he even warmed up at the beginning of the game last week, so I, everything's pointing to him playing. Which, if he plays, I definitely think they're going to win this game. I would recommend money line for for the listeners, to be honest with you. But if you're going to get two and a half points, you, I mean, definitely take it. Yeah, I like I like KU also. Um, it's funny that Iowa State's at this point um, right now, though, because you spent the because making you spent the first episode of of this podcast kind of like <laughs> talking crap about them, and here they are. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I think I think Iowa State is the perfect example of what a very favorable schedule can do for you. Yeah, they they played two teams that are have a pulse and lost to both of them. Um, Their biggest win is to a Cincinnati team that is just not ready for this level. You know, I think I I, I'm gonna when you're looking at Iowa State's schedule, (coughs) it it doesn't necessarily get. too much harder. They have Texas and Kansas state to close, but they get a lull with BYU. And before that kind of tough stretch. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a backloaded schedule. Um, and depending where Kansas state is, which I, I have no idea what to make of the wildcats, they have been playing really well, but they've also had some real head scratching results. Yeah. Um, Look, I, I think there is a legitimate chance that Iowa State loses three out of its next four, and this is all just a fever dream. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is what happens when the conference overall is bad. You just get a lot of cheap wins. Um, I'm mad that Tech doesn't play Iowa State this year. I think this is one of the years you could count on this being a win if you're if you're going to show up. And if Daniels plays, KU walks away with this one, and I would be comfortable taking a money line. Yeah. Who knows? Look, I, the, I was off the Cyclone bandwagon when they got sh- – uh, smacked by Ohio in unexpected fashion. But look, if they win this one, man, I'll be right back on that bandwagon because screw it. Why not? It'll be more fun that way. Anyways, Um, we're going to head now to the ACC. We talked about Notre Dame Clemson. We're putting this one in here because it's not one of the bigger. We, I don't want to talk about Clemson too much. It's really why I think I I, I want this to be our, our, uh, our game. I'm just sick of Dabo. I'm sick of Clemson. I'm ready for that dynasty to officially behind us. We got Miami, North Carolina State, four and a half points spread in favor of the Hurricanes. Miami, of course, coming off of a narrow win over Virginia when they were last out, like three points in overtime over a really bad Virginia team. Um, and an overtime win before that over Clemson. If you look at the last two for NC State, I can tell you, by the way, 79% of bay, bets for by DraftKings that they track are in favor of NC State. Maybe because of this win, the last time out they beat Clemson. The week before they got handled by Duke. This isn't a super relevant game to the Big t- uh, to the ACC race, but it is a very interesting one to predict. How good do you think Miami is versus what do you think of NC State? Tough game to feel out. Four and a half point spread. I took the Wolfpack here. I I, I took the points, and the reason being is because I. I just don't really like the U and based on what I've watched of them, I just, you know, they just, they're scraping by, but scraping by, ain't going to cover four and a half, you know? And and I, I think that this could be a field goal kind of decided game. So got the points, take them. It's a later game. It's on the ACC network. Um, for those of you wondering where you're going to be able to watch this one, I think most people have that. I think that's now carried by ESPN. So you should be able to all watch it. Um, I like the Wolfpack and besides I got a friend who's a kind of an NC state guy. So this is my shout out to him. I gave my SMU friends some love <laughs> a couple of weeks ago now doing the reverse for our doing the same for NC state. Uh,
1: yeah, I think Miami's just too inconsistent for me. I think we're NC state, you know, you would kind of know who they are. Um, they, we knew who, you know, they are exactly what we thought we were, they were in the preseason. I mean, they beat Clemson last week. Um, they had a tight game against Louisville a few weeks ago. Um, and they're home, and if the home team is getting points, I'm gonna take that. So four and a half, yeah, I got, I have the Wolfpack too. Look at that, we're in line, we're in line all, all the way through so far. <laughs> I have a feeling we're gonna be in line all the way through the whole all five of them
0: (laughs) let's let's find out here but i am willing to bet any amount of money here we're in lockstep considering your comments about our next matchup at the start of the show washington versus usc a couple of weeks ago this would have been one of the games of the year yeah it's lost its luster in a big way due to usc shitting the bed and looking generally very bad the last couple of weeks uh washington for its part is playing very good football um and I, I, I'm not necessarily as on the Penix bandwagon as I was. He's a very good quarterback. I think he's gotten a lot of help from a, a just a really good Washington team. Um, but they're unbeaten. I think they probably have the. I think they will win the Pac 12. I don't see another team that can get him now that Oregon's out of the way. Um, I think it's just a question of who actually meets them in that title game. Will the Pac 12 cannibalize itself? The schedule is not easy for Washington after they get past USC. You got Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State. All of those teams with something to prove. All of them trying, especially Oregon State and Washington State, trying to take a shot at them. So it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting one down the line. But uh, Chris, I will be shocked if we're not in line with this one. It's a three-point spread in favor of Washington. They win this game easily. I think this is not close. I think USC is playing number one bad football overall. Caleb Williams has suddenly looked very flustered and human. But the other thing is, that is a super bad defense for USC. We've talked a lot about good defenses in college football this week. Iowa, uh, uh, JMU's defensive line, we've, Air Force, all the teams that have been winning games want good defense. USC is still one of those outliers. Lincoln Riley refuses to fire Alex Grinch. He doesn't look concerned about the fact that it's killing his program. Give me, the, give me Washington, and I would take it at a seven-point spread, to be honest with you guys. So the fact that it's only three, all day am I taking that to the bank.
1: Uh, yeah, we're lockstep three. I'm taking Washington covering three points easily. I think that they uh, same with you. They're going to win this handsomely. Um, I would have taken it at seven at six at eight, whatever it was. Yeah. Look, I've been praising Penix on this podcast all season and he is very good. But after doing some more like research and watching closely, it's just that receiving core he has just so goddamn good! Like he can throw the ball wherever, and those guys are gonna go get it. Like I mean, that that's what's doing it. And and this offense is just so high powerful. And and you know, like let's let's call it what it is. USC. Like I mean, they they had a pathetic bear, barely win against my Cal Bears, fifty to forty nine last week, and they they played a tough uh Utah team, lost a tough Utah team, lost a tough Notre Dame team. But I they are gonna lose this game. And guess what? Next week they have to play Oregon. Following week they have to play U S. UCLA. It's not going to get easier for them for the rest of the season. Um, I think Washington wins this one. They're going to have a lot of confidence going into their last few games uh, against Oregon State. And I forgot who else. Um, but, yeah.
0: I, I want to I pick your brain on this because I don't know the current futures for the Pac-12 champion. But I have to imagine the heavy favorite is Washington. If you're looking at the next group of favorites, and again, I, I don't have this number in front of me what the current updated odds are for each Pac-12 contender, but of, say, whatever, it, it, it it's going to be Washington and a bunch of everybody else. Who would you feel best about taking as being someone who could win the Pac-12 by knocking off Washington in that title game?
1: I would take Oregon, because Oregon, especially on a neutral site, which it, that's where the Pac-12 championship is, I think it's in Vegas now. It used to be in... Uh, Santa Clara for a long time, but I think it's in Vegas now at a neutral site. Um, Oregon fans typically do travel more, um, and you know th- it was just th- the—I co- mean, their head coach made a bad call, which is the reason why they lost that game in the last series. So, like at a neutral site against that team again, a second chance. I like Oregon to to win that game.
0: I would say the same, and I was. I'm glad you're in that mindset with me on that yeah. that fourth down decision. Just a bizarre, a bizarre yeah. moment. What was they otherwise. had that
1: game one? Just, just kicked. Just yeah, it's.
0: Yeah, I mean, like that. That's one of those where, like, that haunts. you was a head coach. Um, that's gonna haunt Oregon for the rest of the season, if they get another shot at Washington. And here's the thing. Like I said, I have to, I I don't have it in front of me, but I have to imagine Washington's your favorite, which means everybody else is getting like plus 300 range. That's usually how those futures work. Um, So taking Oregon, you can make some real money at this moment. If the Pac-12 is a doggy dog world. The Mountain West is the best group of five race. The Pac-12 is the best non-group of five race, the Power Five races. Most of the Power Five races, um, the Big 12 is also a really competitive one, mm-hmm. but for kind of the wrong reasons. Everybody's kind of bad. The Pac-12 is because there are a lot of really good football teams battling it out. But I, I think if you're talking futures at this point of the year, I would take Oregon. I think I don't think anybody else beats Oregon. I think they get back into the title game, and I think they're better than Washington.
1: And we we said this or I said this a couple weeks ago when Oregon played Washington, Oregon has an easier schedule the rest of the season. So like there's a little bit more relief for them to at least, you know, punch their ticket to that Pac-12 championship game, whereas like Washington's got a tough one. So USC this week, they have Utah the week after that. They have Oregon State the week after that. And they have Washington State the week after that. So like they're not out of the woods yet
0: no and that's that's the thing like like i said like oregon state and washington state have a lot to prove now washington state's kind of yes. fallen off and oregon state's not yeah. looked themselves but those are you're going to get their best shot if you're washington especially in the apple cup um i i think that'll be one of the last apple cups ever unless they mm-hmm. find a way to schedule it so that that is going to be an intense game they are very much in danger of dropping one or two or even if just being bloodied up before that pac 12 title game yeah um We're going to close out our show here. It's a little bit shorter show. That's because my evening's a little bit crowded. I got an event that I'm late for, but it was more important to talk about college football betting than it was (laughs) to be on time for a dinner. Um, Chris, any last thoughts for you before we close out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll give one last uh, late night chase recommendation. Like I have been in the past few weeks, uh, UCLA at Arizona. UCLA is a three point favorite. So if you want to parlay that over under suggestion that I gave of fifty one of uh, over fifty one and a half, I I like UCLA in this game. I know Arizona has been kind of like the the upset king of the Pac twelve, but I really like UCLA in that game. Um, so there's another late night chase for you folks.
0: I I am really hoping I don't need it, but I feel like I'm going to. That's been how my weeks have been going. Um, I always talk about the Big 12 when I close just because I think it's a, it's a neat race. But let, let, let me talk about the Thursday night game, Texas Tech versus TCU, for a minute. Because I think this is one where, like, I don't know why the spread is what it is. This is a game where Tech is a three-point favorite. Nothing at all other than the fact that this is on the road suggests Tech should be a favorite in this game. Nothing. I mean, they Tech doesn't have a single quality win. And I, I I haven't, you know, TCU obviously has some tough losses. They just got walloped by Kansas State. Tech has Baron Morton back. That's hurt them badly the last couple of weeks. That loss against BYU was a particularly hard to watch with Jake Strong before the bye week. Um, really, if you want to watch some bad quarterbacking, I feel horrible for that kid. He never should have been out there. But last man standing, he's the only one left. And the the Tex QB history since Mahomes left cause continues to be comically funny with just injuries. I mean, I think... I think I've said this before in this pod, but I believe it's one year out of the last seven that they've had a quarterback survive. So it's just it's just unbelievable how much bad luck has come in. They got Baron Morton back their three point favorite, but it's Thursday night. And I remember those Thursday night games in Lubbock. The crowd just isn't usually going to be that rampant on a Thursday mm. night. They just aren't. The students can't get us into it. Um, and the, the, the you know, the fans can't get us into it. Tech is coming off several tough losses. I just feel like this is a better spread at like one and a half. So I, I have Tech in this bet. I never bet against Tech if I bet at all. And I I, I really don't like TCU, so I bet Tech. But I, I, I would like to know what feeds vegas's confidence in the red raiders because i could use some of it i really could because i'm not confident
1: tcu doesn't have any quality wins either except for that byu win that they like kind of blew them out but like they're coming off a tough loss 244 to 3 (laughs) yeah and Uh, i
0: i i I, i'm not trying to pretend tcu's a good football team but i think the difference here is like tech is playing like really really bad football and tcu did have a rough showing against kansas state but for that matter, so did Tech. And then the BYU game is then what I'm deferring to. And um, look, like Tech just didn't really show up in Provo, and they haven't looked motivated in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And I'm worried about where the locker room is at. You know, we'll see. Look, I got Tech. I'm not saying you necessarily bet on this one. My more larger point is I would love to know why this isn't closer to a push. Um, like, I would love to know what kind mm-hmm. of confidence Vegas has to say. Red Raiders are a three-point favorite. Um you know, basically saying this would basically be even on a neutral site. I'd like that confidence. I would love to have it because I have no confidence going into this one. I think it's a game that should be a lot of fun for everybody to watch. If you're actually asking me what I would bet on this one, if you don't really want to take the risk, and again, I would not if I didn't hate TCU with a passion. um, I would would look at the over-under in this one. It's 59 and a half. Take the under, guys. These are not good offenses. They just aren't. Both defenses are playing really good football. These are not good offenses that we're talking about. Uh, they, I mean, just Tech's best weapon. It's running back like that. That's where we're at this year. So take the under on this one. The spread is a bit rich for my blood. Should be a fun Thursday night matchup though. A big, big implications for the bottom of the big 12. So um, I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, that's my team. And also because I, 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 if I knew what Vegas knew, I'd be a lot feeling a lot better about this matchup come Thursday. <laughs> That's going to be the end of our show. we got a lot more coming for you guys in the future. We've got a few more weeks left of College People Betting. We'll update you on the contest next week. As always, I was making I was joined by my good friend Chris. We're having a good ride on this podcast, folks. Keep up with the late-night chases. They are hitting like crazy. I don't know what that says about us, but they are really making it out for us. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the games. Enjoy watching Iowa football hit the under. It's going to happen, I promise you. 30 (laughs) 30 and a half, folks. We're going to just keep driving that number down week to week. We're going to get it sub-30. I promise. We can do it as a nation. Enjoy the week, guys. As always, follow us, like, subscribe, whatever, on whatever major podcasting platform. And check out the other great college football podcasts as part of the Fans First Sports Network. College B, that's where you'll find us, as well as all the other major shows, conference shows, all that jazz. And explore around a little bit on the Twitter page. You'll see some of the college football podcasts getting posted there with regularity. Pine one, as well as baseball, uh, the hockey. I think there's soccer ones now, too. So all kinds of podcasts for you guys to enjoy. We will talk soon. Adios.